0: Welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week we're going into 2nd John and 3rd John, talking about living in the truth and taking care of the Lord's workers.
1: Hey! This is our third time recording this episode, but uh, we would put out a blooper reel on this, but we lost all of our episodes.
0: We got four or five episodes ahead, and then... We had an SD card that we record onto completely crash and we had a guest speaker, Dan, hopefully we'll get him back in at some point and we'll go and do that episode again. Cause it was a really fantastic episode and I went to go start editing and I almost cried for like two weeks. It was horrible. Then we did this with this episode we did again and it did the same thing on a different SD card. They're both older SD cards, maybe a year or two old, but still about made me cry. Twice. Yeah. So this episode is good because we've had so much practice on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All John right. 2. Yeah, like we said, we're going to go into John 2. And there, And John 3 is also a very short, so we're just going to go right through them. Man, again, John's writing these letters. We've said before in the in the first John letter. And then even in the Gospel, John, if you go and listen to that, like we've said again, he just has a way of writing. He's elegant he's down to earth and he just writes differently than Paul and Peter and it's good so here we go second john verse 1 this letter is from John the elder i am writing to the chosen lady and to her children whom i love in the truth as does everyone else who knows the truth because the truth lives in us and will be with us forever grace mercy and peace which come from god the father and from jesus christ the son of the father will continue to be with us who live in truth and love. So there again, like all the letters that are in the book of the Bible here, John starts this letter off saying, who am I? And this is my position. You can trust, Paul says, the apostle. Peter says, the apostle. John is saying, you can trust me. I'm an elder in the church. And that's a good way to start a letter. And then he says, I'm writing to the chosen lady and to her children. He's, he's writing to the church. He's writing to the Big C Church. You know, there's little C's that this letter is going to be passed around to, but he's writing to the church and all its members. Yeah.
1: So you said we've done this three times. I'm reading the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just
1: got caught, caught up to the right page. Yeah, I think once again, John. Obviously, I think you nailed it there, Nick. John opens up with a great letter and uh, and he and he lays it out. Make grace and. Grace, mercy, and peace which come from God our Father be with you. Reminds me of there's such a difference between God and darkness. Like there's such light. And and those words, the grace, the mercy, and the peace that come with God, so much different than living in the darkness and um, what the other side has to offer.
0: Yeah. Verse number four, how happy I was to meet some of your children and find them living according to the truth, just as the Father commanded. I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded us to love one another just as you heard from the beginning.
1: I really I love that verse 6. Not to throw the word love in there again, but love means doing what God has commanded you to do. And uh, once again, Paul points out this isn't something new. God has commanded this from the beginning. Yeah. You can go to the old testament and you can see where God's saying, You gotta love people, you gotta love people, you gotta do this. And he's just pointing it here. Again, love is doing what God has commanded you to do in all aspects of your life. What a powerful verse to to sit and think about. Like, am I doing what God has commanded me to do in my life?
0: Even commandments that he asks us to do that we don't like to do or that are hard or that don't seem reasonable, or that I'm covered in God's grace. However, God's still commanding us not to do certain things. That's, that's what he's calling us to do. And then he gives an example, of course, he's commanded us to love one another. And we talked about that before. Loving your neighbor doesn't just mean let them do whatever they want to do. That could sometimes mean, hey, I love you enough to say you're doing the wrong thing, and you're not doing what God commanded and we need to correct this together. And that's part of having that brother sister relationship in Christ that we can go to each other and say, Man, I love you, but you're going down a path you shouldn't be doing. And we need to help, we need to together correct this.
1: Your point there brings me to a recent conversation I had with somebody in Timothy. I think 2 Timothy, uh, we're commanded to take care of the widows, right? And uh, this friend of ours, he's had three or four widows on his road in the past like two to three years and he's like i've been going down i mow their yard i do these things and it, and he's like i never thought about it from a big biblical aspect like that's just how i was raised if somebody if something like that happens to one of your neighbors you go and take care of them well god commands us to take care of the widows he's like i never put it in that context but that's one of those ones i think we struggle with in modern day churches taking care
0: of one another Yeah, that's good. I like that. Verse 7, I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus Christ came in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked so hard to achieve, but diligent so that you receive your full reward. Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God, but anyone who remains in that teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the father and the son. I think that's good. If you look back in letter of Peter in first and second, Peter, he's writing to the church. He's saying, Hey, look out. Cause these false prophets are coming in to town and they're going to lead you astray. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. He's preparing them for that moment. And here John's writing and he said, Hey, they're here. They're within the church right now. And they're going to deny Jesus. And they're going to deny Jesus what the truth is. And they're already here, so we need to be on watch. And he and he straight up calls them, which, man, what a strong statement. Straight up calls him an Antichrist. Can you imagine walking around now in your church? You probably just had someone pop in your mind and saying, Bro, you're an antichrist. <laughs>
1: well, hopefully not, but <laughs> I think like you didn't read verse nine here, but for if you wander beyond the teachings of Christ, you will not have fellowship with God. But if you continue in the teachings of Christ, you will have fellowship with both the Father and the Son. I I think this paragraph here kind of states that that God has expectations and there are boundaries and one of those major boundaries is if you don't believe that Christ came back and died on the cross and then rose again, like that's a boundary, it's not a maybe
0: boundary. Yeah. That's a, either you believe this or you don't boundary. That's a fundamental thing yeah. of the Christian faith. And if you're going to deny that, well, that's just poetry in the Bible and this and that, and you've heard all the arguments. You now no longer have a relationship with God because there's lots of things in the Bible that you could look at two different ways. They're interpretationable. That's not a word, but you know what I'm saying? This is not one of them.
1: This is This is not a give-and-take area. There's not really give-and-takes in the Bible, but... There, there is that we often talk about having a conversation over the subject. And this is an area where it's
0: black and white, yeah. like either you believe this or you're not in fellowship with God. Yeah. And again, that's a strong statement that he, John's saying to this church, Hey, look out, there's going to be people in the church that do not believe this. They're not in fe- fellowship with God. And I think a lot of times I don't ever want to judge someone's salvation because i don't know their heart i don't know what's going on i can see their action i can see the fruit and i can think man uh i'm struggling to see how you're going to church and having a relationship with god there based on that action yeah but i'm not one to jump to say you're not a christian but john's throwing it out here and he's saying you will not have relationship with god if these are the things that you believe
1: yeah he even takes it further of verse 10 If someone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite him into your house or encourage him in any way. Anyone who encourages him becomes a partner in his evil work. Right there like if if you're with that friend and you're encouraging him, you're now a part of his evil doing. Yeah. So whatever it is, if it's alcohol drinking, sex, if you're encouraging it, you're
0: now a part of it. Yeah makes you wonder obviously in nowadays society lots more things are accepted than they were back then and it makes you wonder sometimes if you stop and think about it are there things that i'm encouraging that maybe i shouldn't be or accepting that maybe i shouldn't be based on god's standard which hasn't changed god's standard has not changed now 2000 years ago beginning of creation his standard never has changed he's the same yesterday today and forever but our society has changed. And so now sometimes things that we don't even think about back when John's writing, he's like no, 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 no. Now he doesn't I'm not he doesn't give an exact example. He's just he's using that as or not teaching the truth. But how many times has the truth been misused and like tweaked a little tweaked bit tweaked a little bit like the, like the devil did with Jesus in in the wilderness. It makes you wonder how many times oh man, maybe I should have a stronger stance on this even though it's totally acceptable, and it'd be weird to not accept that. I just, I don't know. Hopefully there's not one of those things that makes you think.
1: Yeah, I think you could, I like to call them rabbit holes. You could rabbit hole that one. <laughs> yeah, Like from the products you buy to the books you read to the things you, you watch, yeah. the movies you consume. Yeah, you could really rabbit hole that whole conversation.
0: Yeah, Verse number 12, I have much more to say to you but I don't want to do it with paper and ink, for I hope to visit you soon and talk with you face to face. Then our joy will be complete. Greetings from the children of your sister chosen by God.
1: So I think this is, I think we've talked about this before too, but this is one of those points where like he wrote a letter, but the letter's not enough. I want to come and see your face. I want to see the joy. I want to see the actions that you guys are doing because I hear about them and they're they are glorious and I want to come. I want to experience that. The The letter writing back and forth, like, just isn't doing it justice. Yeah. I'm coming to see you because my penmanship is fantastic, but it's
0: not doing it justice. Yeah, that's part of community. It's part of, hey, man, you're reading my blog online. You're reading my Facebook status update, whatever. My Instagram pick of the day, whatever it is. But that is not the same thing as sitting together over a cup of coffee or around a campfire right, and doing life together. It's just not the same. And that's what he wants. He's like, I want to be there with you guys. I got so much more I want to say. God's got so much on my heart that I want to discuss with you. And we just can't do this on a Facebook post. So let's get together. Yep, That's good. Rolling right in then. Third John. Again, verse one. This letter is from John, the elder. Again, this is who I am. This is my title you can trust me. And the people did trust him. And they knew when he wrote these things, maybe they had heard something else in the church. And then he's writing these things. And they're going, nah, I trust John. He was with Jesus. He's an elder of the church. I need to reevaluate this other guy or these other people or the teachings we're doing ourselves and make sure that this is right. Verse two, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in the spirit. Some of the traveling teachers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are love living according to the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth.
1: Once again, what, what great encouragement, um, something I think we often struggle with in our society is encouraging one another. Uh, we're pretty quick to beat each other up, but we're not very quick to, to lift one another up. And I think uh, this is, opening to another one of his letters that just really emphasizes that verse five dear friends you are doing a good work for God when you take care of the traveling teachers you are passing through even though even though they are strangers to you they have told the church here of our of your friendship and your loving deeds you do well to send them on their way in the manner that pleases God For they are traveling for the Lord and accept nothing from those who are not Christians. So we ourselves should support them so that we may become partners with them for the truth.
0: So I'm hearing him write this and I'm thinking missionary. I'm thinking a traveling, uh, the Lord's worker, he's traveling from place to place. So I'm thinking of the missionary that goes to another country and is doing God's work and they need to be taken care of. Because a lot of times, God's work doesn't pay. Sharing the gospel isn't a paying job for most 99.99% of people. It's not a paying job. And so when they go into these places and they're spreading God's word, they're needing support. And John's hearing of these people coming back and saying, man, I went into this city over here, and man, they took care of me. And as they, because of that, I was able to do my job of spreading the gospel, of teaching, of preaching, and doing those things. And John's so pleased, again, you said the, the uplifting. He's so happy because he knows that this community, like we said in the last chapter, is loving one another. Yeah. They're seeing a need. Someone's coming to town, doing God's work, and they're saying, I can take care of you. Come over to my house. I got an extra bed. I got food. I'll feed you for today. And these people aren't taking money or stuff from unbelievers, it says. so we are walking in this town, there's an unbeliever. They're not, they're not accepting that money. Yeah. Now, now, whether that's a cultural thing, where they've just decided, I'm not taking money from the unbeliever, wiping my shoes off, wiping the dust off my feet, like Jesus said. We as Christians need to step up.
1: Yeah, I kind of took that back to uh, the previous verses, uh, the end of Second John. Basically, he don't partake in their evil. That unbeliever is not a believer in the things of Christ. So he's an antichrist. Well, why are you gonna accept things from him? Why are you gonna buy things from him? Like don't partake in that. Yeah. Share the gospel with him. But don't if you share the gospel and he's like, Oh, here's five bucks for your time No. Don't take don't take the money. Yeah. You don't need that guy's money. Go and look for your Christian brothers and sisters and partake in that with them.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm recalling in the gospels and I can't remember which one it was, but Jesus sent them out. Or 72 of them, I think the number was, said, go out. They didn't take anything. They didn't take a staff. They didn't take extra clothes. They said, go out and preach the gospel and stay with people. And I think that's one of those things where they had to have faith that God was, Jesus had a plan for them. I'm sending you out. You got nothing. You're going to have to rely on me yeah. and my word. And I think that's probably what these guys are doing here too, is they're saying, Lord, I believe in this message. I know you'll take care of me. It might not be what I... it might not be the five-star trump tower hotel you know what i mean it might be the motel six or in someone's shed out back but i know you're gonna have a place for me to stay i know you're gonna take care of me right And i'm gonna go do the work that you called me to do i think that's a faith-building thing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna accept the money i don't need the money from the unbeliever
1: right and didn't didn't paul often talk about like i I came to your town and I didn't need anything. I worked for what I yep. what I needed. I Paul would go town to town, city to city, country to country, whatever making tents and selling tents and providing his own and then there I imagine there were also people that came alongside him and took care of him as well yep. but he didn't go in and ask the unbelievers and the non-Christians or maybe even the Jewish people for anything. It was his brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, I think it was in James. We talked about not many should become teachers. Um, if a teacher is asking or, you know, that has that greedy spirit, they're not of God. You know what I mean? And that might be part of that, too, is, hey, I'm coming to town to preach the good news. You need to take care of me. Like, Ooh. I need the money. Yeah. I need, Paul's saying, "No, I, I'll provide my own way. If you want to step beside me and help my ministry, I'm more than happy, but I'm not going to come in and ask for your money. And that might be the same thing these are people are doing right here is they're walking into an unbelieving area. And they're not going to take the money. They're not going to ask for the money. Uh, I like that. Verse number nine, I wrote to the church about this. But Deotrephus, who loves to be the leader, refuses to have anything to do with us. When I come, I will report some of the things he is doing and the evil accusations he is making against us. Not only does he refuse to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children, and those who do evil prove that they do not know God. Everyone speaks highly of Demetrius, as does the truth itself. We ourselves can say the same for him, and you know we speak the truth. Okay, there was quite a bit there. John gives an example of what not to do, and he writes it down in a letter that will be preserved for all time in the Holy Bible. Right. Theotrophus is a bad dude.
1: Yeah, and we've recorded this twice, and I never had this thought. He didn't throw him under the bus on the letter. He said, I'm going to come and tell you what he's doing, (laughs) but I'm not going to write it down. That's true. Which I find interesting. Just, I'm not going to start a rumor mill. I'm going to come and I'm going to tell you directly.
0: He does say not only does he refuse to welcome the teacher, traveling teachers, he tells others not to help them. Yeah. But there is clearly something else John's saying, I'm going to wait and explain this in person. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. So, in Second John, the letter we just got through, he says, love your neighbor.
1: Right, which, I mean, it's the greatest commandment yeah. in the Bible.
0: Right. Second greatest. Love God and well, then love your neighbor. Yeah. And then we have an example of someone clearly not willing to love other people because he's going to look at someone and he's going to say, no, nah, I don't want that message because it's it's kind of like the Pharisees. They didn't like Jesus because Jesus was coming in, telling truth, and it was messing up what they had going on. Right. They had a system. They were making money off this. They They were put on pedestals, and Jesus was coming in with truth and messing it all up. And here, this guy's doing the same thing, and he's not. And hey, if you, if I catch you, what a what a strong arm thing to do is to say, if I catch you helping those people, I'm going to throw you out of the church. Well, no one wants to be thrown out of church, no. And so there's a person in leadership that God put in leadership, but clearly he's letting it go to his head, he's not allowing God to actually do what God wants to do. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a clear example of what not to do, and I think it's great he followed it up with an example of hey, here's somebody you should go seek out because he's doing it right. yeah get away from this guy go find this guy because he's doing it right like he doesn't just leave you stranded like get away from that and then you're where do I go now? Yeah well you're just gonna fall into another trap with somebody that's doing something similar right he's like no, go here this guy's di-
0: got it right. yeah and then he uses that this is a letter from John the elder you know that you can trust me because he says, at the end of 12 there we ourselves can say the same for this guy and you know we speak the truth Theotrophus is doing it wrong but demetrius i'll put my stamp of approval on and you know that's worth something so you know that this guy's doing it right right i love it verse 13 i have much more to say but i want, i don't want to write it with pen and ink for i hope to see you soon and then we will talk face to face peace be with you your friends here send you their greetings Please give my personal greeting to each of our friends there. Once again, like the last verse. Ah, it's just not enough to write it down. Right. It's just not enough to Facebook, Instagram, blog. I want to come see you.
1: Right. Now I ain't told him twice in this letter I'm coming to see you. One over this guy that's doing doing everything wrong. Like I got to come tell you about this. Mm. Like there's more to it, but then it's not enough that I write these letters. I need to come. I want to experience what you're experiencing i want you to see my joy and what you are doing
0: like me writing the letter is not enough i just had a thought i'm a visual learner i'm not a read it and comprehend it you and i have talked you're not that way either no but if i'll sit in a bible study there are things that'll be said that i i'll remember i might not know exactly the details of everything but when you do it face to face you're talking about it and you're reading it together, but you're talking about it and you're doing that. Those things stick with me. And so John's like, maybe for people like you, Nick, or people like you, Aaron. I'm coming. I'm going to make sure it's covered. I'm coming. and We're going to do this life together and we're going to talk about it so that you understand it. Because sometimes you read it and I just don't understand it. But when you're there and talking about it and John's probably with them and saying, man, oh, remember in that letter when I talked about Demetrius? He was so good. Let me tell you why. I I think that's a great point,
1: and it gave me this thought. Like, even
0: now, you can text
1: your friend and say, hey, you're doing great. Or you can text them just in general, and they're like, why is he so mad at me? Because your text or your email or whatever, the way you wrote it just doesn't come across the way you wanted it to or is received incorrectly because either you're in a bad mood or I'm in a bad mood and I'm like, man, what's his problem? Yeah. When in all actuality is really my problem. But when you're face to face, like you can, you can see that you can feel the energy. Like there is that, uh, call it fellowship in that, that you can read the body language. You can hear the tone of the voice. Mm -hmm. You can yeah, sense the disappointment, sense the joy. And I think that's a huge part of it. Like the letters, not enough. A text isn't
0: enough. An email isn't enough. That's good. So I think as we wrap this up now, Second John and Third John, a couple of things maybe to challenge ourselves with or think about is, for one, a big one: Are we loving one another? I mean, that's easy one. Are we loving one another the way we're supposed to? Are we loving God by doing His commandments? And then are we paying attention to where the things that we're consuming are coming from to make sure that it's actual truth and that it's not someone saying something with the spirit of the Antichrist? Maybe they don't even mean to, but it's not biblical. And we need to make sure we're checking our sources on that kind of stuff. And then I think a third one is just the way John said, it's not enough to write you. I want to do community with you. Yeah. Yeah. So as we go this week, I think those are some challenging things to think about, to pray about. Um, I've said it a couple times. We have a bunch of two fish podcast stickers here in the studio. So if you want one, email us at twofishpodcast at gmail.com and we will send one out free of charge. Price in a couple, we've got a bunch of them. And then we will see you next week here on the Two Fish Podcast.
1: Thanks for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, hit those like and subscribe buttons also head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the two fish community and all of our social media platforms